0: Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network Network. Hey, what's up you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me! What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further whether, Wrestle Ads Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. going on, guys. This is Willie King. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Ad Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. But, but, guys, my name is Kate Rigby of the Kings of the Ring podcast. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come Join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. 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 Do I have everybody's attention now, ladies and gentlemen? I have something to say, Mafia. Hey yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Tug-slimbing to hell! tug to hell! You freak! You monster! tug the son of a bitch all the way to hell! Oh my God! Uncut, uncooked, and uncensored. King Kong is climbing the Empire State Building! But here comes the cavalry! Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. I can't help it that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good. Can't dance all night long. And here is your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bow. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, now, going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Oh, question, one. question. You're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. What up fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual and the hardcore. Welcome to The Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. You could check us out right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. As always, I am the host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, JC Bones. I want to take this time to apologize to all of our loyal listeners and supporters. Uh, for our absence last week As Smarkey stated in our apology episode Entitled Break Stuff Members of the fourth wall team Were dealing with some unfortunate life events Last week we learned about the uh, Sudden and unfortunate passing Of Doc Haas' father, Tyke So Doc, again uh, My thoughts and prayers And all my love go out to you and your family uh, We can't wait to have you back soon We miss your brother And we love you And tonight, Smarky is actually off being a rock star. He is playing a gig down in the Jersey Shore with his band. His band is called We'll Be Fine. Be sure to go check them out online at wewillbefinelive.com. So let me tell you my story. Uh, Smarky did a pretty good job of letting you guys know what had happened to me. So I was on my way back to my office last Wednesday when we had a really bad rainstorm. And I was no more than six minutes away from my office when we saw a flash flood up ahead, but cars were still driving through it. You know, they were getting through no problem. The water wasn't that high, so we followed suit. Mind you, this is in my little Mazda sedan. So all these cars are getting through the big puddle and making their way into Jersey City, where I work, and the car in front of me gets stuck. And lo and behold, not shortly behind him, my car just shuts off and gets stuck in the water. We were sitting there for probably about 35 minutes. Uh, Water was filling up in the car. We, as in myself and four passengers, four coworkers, uh, the water came up to the seats in the car. So we were there waiting for them to tow us out. Unfortunately, my car is, uh, as Undertaker would say, my car is now can now rest in peace. But uh, the good news is, I got a new whip this week. Very happy with the new car. But uh, last week was uh, pretty traumatic, having to sit through all that and actually be a part of something you think only happens in movies. But the most important thing is that no one got hurt. It was just the car. Cars can be replaced, people can't. So everyone was okay, we're all okay. And we were just unable to make the time to bring you a quality episode filled with your favorite content so again on behalf of all of us at the fourth wall we apologize greatly But I have a show tonight for you jam-packed with pro wrestling and sports entertainment news and reviews. So before we get into today's topics, welcome to episode 35 of the 4th Wall WrestleCast. If you enjoy the show and want to show your support, please do so by following us on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Wall Cast. That's the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. Please be sure to stay tuned to all of our social media for news and updates regarding the launch of the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon page coming to you SummerSlam weekend. So be sure to stay tuned to all of our social media as well as Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and even on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. So fam, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back what is going on everybody this is your resident universal royalty king ricky rose speaking and if you like what you're listening to right now i want to invite you guys to check out my wrestling show the kings of the rings podcast coming out with a new episode each and every friday right here on wrestle addict radio you don't want to miss it what is going on everybody this is your favorite canadian mr frets from the game changer podcast you are listening to wrestle addict radio Alright, so with that being said, let's get right into our news and reviews in the world of wrestling. First, we got some big exciting news. CM Punk is officially confirmed for StarCast 3, which will be happening all out weekend in September, I believe. Uh, he'll be there for autograph signings and for meet and greets. Now, before everyone gets overly excited, Punk did go on record in an interview we had with the reporter from ESPN stating that there is, uh, he is not affiliated with AEW nor is he planning on signing with them anytime in the future. But like all wrestlers who quit, get fired or retire all say in their interviews is they say, never say never. So go ahead, dirt sheets, uh, take that and run with it and let's see what kind of nonsense you come up with next week. So, Punk will be, again, at StarCast 3 at All Out Weekend uh, in September. But I would not expect to see him in an AEW ring anytime in 2019. If it happens, we're going to have some time before we see CM Punk come back to a wrestling ring. Uh, Moving on, we had an awesome return this past week. uh, The shiniest of returns from one Tegan Knox. She returned to uh, NXT in an NXT house show. After nearly a year, uh, after suffering a significant leg injury, I believe it was an ACL tear in her uh, right knee, uh, at the Mae Young Classic at the hands of Rhea Ripley. If you haven't seen uh, that potential match at Mae Young Classic, definitely go watch it. You can see how badly uh, Tegan Knox does injure her knee, which is unfortunate because she did the same thing the year prior with her other leg. So, again, Tegan, we're glad that you're back uh, looking forward to seeing you on NXT TV really soon. So her return was this past Thursday at a house show that was taped uh, in, I'm sorry, not taped, house show being held in Orlando, Florida. Her first match back, she teamed with Jesse Kamiya, otherwise known as Jesse, also from the Mae Young Classic. Uh, and they went up against Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne and left the ring in winning fashion. Uh, that's Knox and Jesse. The finish of the match was when Tegan Knox got the hot tag. Of course, she has the big return. She's gonna get the hot tag. She hits a cannonball into the corner and then a crossbody off the top rope and then pinned Vanessa Bourne after a fireman's carry stunner, kind of like a tKO. Uh, I believe I didn't get a chance to see it, but this is what I've read in the reports. So it looks like she might actually be having a uh, might have a new finishing move which would make sense considering the Shining Wizard does involve the lower half of her legs and her knees are what's, what are both bad on her now. So I think it's good she can get him into a different finishing move, more of an impact finishing move anyway. But once again, Tegan, glad to see you back and cannot wait to see you on NXT TV soon. Make She'd make a great addition to the current women's division right now. I'd love to see her in the title picture. Uh, moving on. Huh. Our favorite Uso, Jimmy, has been arrested again for a DUI. I think since February of this year, this is now his third DUI arrest. Uh, According to TMZ, all we know so far is that the 33-year-old was booked at 3.04 a.m. and the charge on the police website says DUI, driving with an unlawful blood alcohol level. Uh, No real details But do we really need to hear any details About a drunken Uso getting arrested again Uh, I know WWE went on record as saying That he is responsible for his actions So I don't know what this means now For the future of the Usos Which is a fucking damn shame Because the Usos are one of the best tag teams In the world right now And if Jimmy uses alcohol to ruin uh, Their Hall of Fame future It's a damn shame It's a damn fucking shame But let's just wait and see what happens Um, I think Because they come from the Anoa'i dynasty I feel like WWE is going to Help Jimmy rather than penalize him At least that's what I would Rather see So I hope Jimmy just fucking snaps out of it And stops doing this shit And before he ends up ruining his career It is kind of ironic how after this past week At the Raw reunion John Cena did poke fun at Uso Um Driving drunk and getting arrested. So how ironic for the timing. Anyway, let's get to some other news from the world of wrestling on the independent scene. Let's talk about NWA and Ring of Honor. So the National Wrestling Alliance and Ring of Honor have decided to part ways uh, right away, with Nick Aldis no longer being advertised uh, to perform to be at next month's ROH Summer Supercard event. It was also noted in the report that Billy Corgan, president of the NWA, will be focusing on producing a weekly NWA television show following the conclusion of a Smashing Pumpkins tour later this year. For those of you that don't know, Billy Corgan, the drummer from Smashing Pumpkins, owns NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. A little tidbit of information for you in case you had no idea. So, fucking NWA television show... That is awesome. A weekly NWA television show. I've been saying it for the past year but this is definitely one of the best times to be a wrestling fan because we now have access to so much more than just Vince McMahon's product. And I think right now, a lot of us feel that the WWE product has not been its greatest. So we want to have alternatives. We want to have options. We want to be able to see what else is out there besides what we know and what's I don't want to say shoved down our throats every week, but what we have the easiest access to each and every week. It's almost like WWE is all people know. The majority of the people, knows all they know is WWE. So getting NWA on TV, getting All Elite Wrestling on TV, this is huge for the world of wrestling in general. So that makes me pretty excited. I don't know what this is going to mean now uh, for uh the ring of honor roster specifically because i know their roster is i don't think their roster is all uh what's the word exclusive to ring of honor i'm pretty sure a lot of their stars do travel besides you know to new japan but also through nwa So it'll be interesting to see what happens now with the roster. Uh, Also, uh, Nick Aldis's current storyline in Ring of Honor was for him to defend the NWA World Heavyweight title against a member of Villain Enterprises that Marty Skrull chooses. The other three members of Villain Enterprises are PCO, Brody Lee, and Flip Gordon. So again, there was never any outcome to who that person may have been uh, who was chosen to face Nick Aldis. So that kind of ended. that was actually supposed to... The choice was supposed to be made at the um, Manhattan Mayhem event, which was, I think, last weekend. But there was never any follow-up on that storyline. And also, uh, both promotions, NWA and Ring of Honor, did take part in the Crockett Cup tournament earlier this year. And PCO and Brody King... I'm sorry, I said Brody Lee earlier. I meant Brody King. Brody Lee is now known as Luke Harper. My mistake. PCO and Brody King won the Crockett Cup tournament uh, and left with the NWA World Tag Team titles, which they still currently hold. So I don't know if that means they're going to vacate the titles or if they're going to have a match of some sorts, but it's very interesting uh breakup here between nwa and ring of honor i shouldn't just say breakup it's a sudden breakup there was like no warning this was going to happen if there was a warning this would have happened they wouldn't have been promoting aldis to be at summer supercard and also they would they would have stripped pco and brody king of the tag titles already at this point so that's some news right there for you i wonder if this means we're going to end up seeing any free agents out of this i don't know what any of their contracts look like any of these stars contracts but i guess we'll just have to wait and see now So, now I want to get into some WWE news. A couple topics that have been, some hot topics on my mind the past couple weeks. First, let's talk about Kevin Owens using the Stone Cold Stunner as a finishing move now. You know, watching him do the Stunner to... Shane McMahon every week is very reminiscent of the Attitude Era. It's kind of funny in a way because all we do is complain about how we want the Attitude Era back. We miss the Attitude Era, so it's almost like Vince McMahon is writing this purposely to kind of wave, wave the carrot in front of our face and go, "Hey, you want the Attitude Era? Here's a little, here's a little bit of the Attitude Era that you probably miss." But while that was a better time in wrestling. I don't understand why KO needs to use the Stone Cold Stunner, a move that Kevin Owens did not put on the map, the one that Kevin Owens did not put over. This move comes from Stone Cold Steve Austin who was the most over-wrestler during the 90s, during the Attitude Era, even through the early 2000s, and is still over as all hell. If you watched the Royal Reunion, you heard that pop when that glass breaks. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the best performers in the world of wrestling to date now in that situation Stone Cold made the stunner Stone Cold put the stunner over in this case is the stunner more over than Kevin Owens I don't understand why KO can't just use the pop-up powerbomb see I love that move, it's a great move I love how he can honestly hit that move out of nowhere it's a unique move. Nobody else does the move. So I don't know why they feel the need to give KO someone else's move. I think the booking of this, especially this week after the Raw reunion, could have helped this whole thing make more sense. Like, you had Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin at the Raw reunion this week. Why was Kevin Owens not on Raw? Why was Kevin Owens not in a segment with Stone Cold Steve Austin? All I wanted to see was Shane, Drew McIntyre, and Elias cutting a promo in the ring, and then Drew, and then Kevin Owens comes out, and then to back him up, out comes fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right now, picture this: Stone Cold Shane McMahon scurries out of the ring. Stone Cold and KO face up against Elias and Drew. They hit fucking stereo stunners right there in the ring, and then Shane comes in and goes to attack Stone Cold, but Kevin Owens gets Shane, kicks him, stuns him, stuns Shane to save Stone Cold, and then Stone Cold kind of gives him that nod of approval. If that would have happened, okay, cool. There's the passing of the torch. Now it makes sense. We all know that Steve Austin is allowing Kevin Owens to use the move. It was was all over social media when Kevin Owens first made his return uh, earlier this year before WrestleMania, when he started using the stunner. But, this was your perfect time to finally put put a bow on it and finish telling the story. Like, why is Kevin Owens using the Stone Cold Stunner as his finishing move? So, I feel like this story isn't done. I feel like there might still be more behind why he's using the stunner. But, it's something to take a look at, you know, and forward, Whenever KO is on TV. Let's look at the segments that he's in. Is it the move or is it the man? So what, who and what is moreover? Um, some people are also arguing, you know, that Kevin Owens is just copying and mimicking past gimmicks that worked in the past, you know, a la the Kevin Owens quote unquote pipe bomb from a few weeks ago. Now, here's my argument with that. I know us at the 4th Wall, we we did refer to it as a pipe bomb promo a few weeks ago. We referred to it as a pipe bomb because all the other reports that are out there are calling it a pipe bomb. WWE never referenced that Kevin Owens promo as a pipe bomb promo. They will reference the CM Punk promo or promos as pipe bomb promos, but they never once said the word pipe bomb whenever they discussed Kevin Owens cutting that promo. That was just your your normal shoot promo, which are obviously which is what the pipe bomb promos are. But that's all it was. It was a shoot. That's all. They probably they may have given him some bullet points to hit because they're probably you know they're trolling all of us. They're trolling us on social media. They're probably trolling us on most of these fucking podcasts too. So if you are listening, what's up, Papa H? What's up, Steph? What's up, Shane? And what's up, old man Vince? So there's no comparison between Kevin Owens cutting a shoot promo to the CM Punk pipe bomb promo. Two different things. They can't now now call every shoot promo a pipe bomb and always associate them with CM Punk. It's not like these things weren't done before CM Punk did a pipe bomb or CM Punk cut a shoot promo that happens to be referred to as a pipe bomb promo. With that out of the way, the promo out of the way, Kevin Owens using the Stone Cold Stunner. I'm still on the fence. I'm it's like I'm still waiting for the closure, like I said earlier to put the bow on it. But until I see that, I'm I'm a little indifferent right now on if it's KO or it's, or it's the move itself. I want to say it's the, it's the it's the wrestler. I want to say it's the superstar. Because if that's the case, then Kevin Owens could be the face of this company very soon, and I highly highly agree with my my sentiment. And I really think a lot of you out there that watch wwe as much as we do you know and follow it each and every week could agree kevin owens if he if you don't consider him a top guy now then then you're missing out kevin owens is a top guy and he is i'm sorry he could be the face of this company in the future um speaking of face of the company let's talk about fucking seth rollins seth is supposed to be the top baby face on monday night raw He's supposed to be the face of Monday Night Raw. I don't buy it. I don't fucking buy it with Seth Rollins. Me and Doc spoke about this a few weeks ago. But let's go back now to WrestleMania. We all wanted Seth Rollins to beat Brock Lesnar. Why? Because we didn't want Brock Lesnar to carry the title anymore. Or was it because we actually wanted to see Seth as our Universal Champion? It's kind of a hard distinction. Because I know a big part of me just did not want to see Brock as our champ anymore. Now, if I still was not bought into the whole Beast Slayer thing, because Seth Rollins did not defeat Brock Lesnar fair and square. He fucking hit him with multiple low blows, and then a curb stomp to beat him. So, while he had to use heel-like tactics to win the Universal Championship, it kind of taints that victory while i was there live i popped when he won i was excited for him to win i liked i liked the way this the whole match went even though i know it was a quick match i appreciated how that segment was at wrestlemania for what it was worth i did not like the low blow though that was unnecessary if you want to put your guy over let him be him in the ring let him uh, pin Brock 1-2-3 using one of his own moves from his his already offensive arsenal that he fucking brings to the ring every week so that's where it starts then he starts this goddamn feud with Baron Corbin for three months now listen, I'm a Baron Corbin fan Baron Corbin's a great heel and it was fine with that he faced Seth at Super Showdown and again at, what the hell was it Money in the Bank, I think Uh, whatever was after Super Showdown. I'm sorry, stomping ground. I'm sorry, stomping ground. But when you're feuding with the same guy at the caliber of Baron Corbin for three straight months, that hurts your momentum. That hurts your momentum as a champion, especially when you needed an equalizer, when you had to carry a fucking steel chair around to take out Baron Corbin, to take out all of Baron Corbin's friends all the other heels in the back in the locker room that were uh, helping him out to go after Seth. The fact that, again, your baby face, your champion, needs to use a steel chair. So now, fast forward to Extreme Rules, which just recently passed. There was the mixed tag team match. Who was the most over superstar out of the four of them? Was it Lacey Evans? Was it Baron Corbin? Was it Seth? Or was it Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch is the most, was the most over at that point out of all four of those superstars. Becky Lynch is the one who came out of that entire feud looking the best. Why? Because she still has her fucking title. Seth doesn't anymore. Seth hid behind the low blow. Seth hid behind a steel chair. Seth hid behind his girlfriend. And to make it all better, to top all that off, his fucking promos are terrible. What the hell was he doing at the Royal Reunion when he was on Miss TV? What the hell was that? As a babyface, you don't get up and make fun of your enemy. Oh, Brock, listen. with the Beady eyes. And you Like, what the fuck is he doing? He looks like an idiot in the ring doing that. I didn't understand why they allowed him to do that. Or maybe that was him trying. Maybe they were allowing him to be himself. And that's just Seth. But... You don't come out make, making fun of the guy who just kicked your ass and took your title. You come out and you make a statement. You stop harping on the past. You stop making fun of your enemy, and you focus on what's going to happen next and how you're going to get there. You know, Seth could have been one of the uh, uh, one of the top baby faces if he never got injured back in 2015. When he suffered that knee injury and had to vacate the title, I think that right there slowed down his momentum immensely. You know, also, a few of the things I feel like have really hurt Seth Rollins. You know, when Brock was champ, he was not on TV enough. We could all agree on that. Okay? Even now, he's fucking champ and he's not on TV. We wanted the belt off of Brock so we could see the title on TV more. Then you give the belt to Seth and you see the belt too much. Seth had way too much TV time, I think, for a champion. You know, I always refer back to when Tommaso Ciampa was the NXT champion. He was not on NXT TV each and every week. They still made it relevant. They still made sure it was part of storyline. They still made sure we had video vignettes of the champion, letting us know, hey, he's still here and he's still our champ. But they, they overdid it with... The Seth is the universal champion Seth is the beast slayer I think because he was on TV so much that helped to overexpose all of his weaknesses a la his promo skills while he's definitely one of the best wrestlers in the world and I firmly I feel I would put him in my top 5 in the world right now and that's up there with AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Tetsui Naito Kazuchika Okada I, I, have, a, I have a list But I mean, he's, uh, he's up there He's definitely up there, but aside from that, when he ran that marathon, that little gauntlet match, and besides, they don't showcase him enough in the ring anymore, because they want the champion to be a talker. They want the champion to be on the mic. They want the champion to connect with the audience, with the universe, whether they're there alive or sitting at home, and I feel like that's where Seth needs work. I think at this point, Seth needs a heel turn, needs a heel turn desperately to help save his character. And also, I'm just completely over babyface Seth Rollins. So I hope that heel turn does happen sooner than later. Well, fam, that was all I have for you all tonight. Uh, we will be back next week right here on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network as we bring you episode 36 and the long-awaited return of Doc Haas. Uh, Doc and I are going to have a lot to catch up on. In wrestling, we're probably going to talk Evolve. We're going to talk NXT. We're going to talk Fight for the Fallen. We're going to talk about the build to SummerSlam, the fallout from Extreme Rules. We're going to talk about the return of Bray Wyatt. Uh, We're going to take an adventure on the indies and talk about AEW, New Japan, Impact. We're going to bring you some AAA news and updates as we get closer to the MSG show, the Madison Square Garden show, held on September 15th. Uh, The fourth wall team will be live in attendance at the AAA show as it premieres at Madison Square Garden. And we'll bring you also uh, live results and reactions throughout the weekend and probably a special edition of Sunday Night Aftermath. Well, fam, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 35. Please give us a follow on all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. Please be sure to go check out the rest of the Wrestle Addicts Radio shows by following us on Twitter at addict underscore wrestle and on instagram at wrestle addict radio be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the fourth wall wrestle cast kings of the rings podcast gift the podcast game changers podcast and not your mama's soap opera all exclusive to wrestle addict radio So if you've enjoyed the 4th Wall experience, be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the 4th Wall WrestleCast, and I am JC Bones. Please join me every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. Goodbye. Goodbye. And good night. I I am you. I love you. you. still suck. hold up. 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 Hold DJ Ready for the What the fuck I guess so with the overseas? What the fuck and get blown. Get everything for free like off Dr. the headphones. When I get home, I'll-